0: God is doing some wonderful things. We're so grateful for all that the Lord is doing. How many of you were here Sunday and blessed by what God did in this house on Sunday? Amen. So grateful. Sunday night the Holy Ghost uh, took over in such a powerful way. And um, I just, I, I love being a part of a church where we allow the Holy Ghost to have its way. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will break our protocol. And in those moments and times, it is our responsibility to follow after the wind of his spirit. Amen. And uh, so many wonderful things being done. Uh, Sunday night, I had asked somebody else to be prepared to preach. And, of course, the Lord uh, took over the service. Uh, but this morning as or yesterday, as I was praying about uh, this service today, I felt the Lord impressed that, uh, that that message, that mail was still intended for this house in this season. And uh, I am so thankful for all of the incredible men and women, young men, young women that God is, has anointed in this house the giftings, the callings, and uh, we've got—we have got a church full of world changers in in this church, Amen. And uh, I'm am so thankful that one of those world changers is Sister Tabitha Holt, Amen. And uh, Sister Tabitha Holt currently serves as our Women's Life Ministries director. And she is not only serving as a director, she is doing an incredible job. She's doing an incredible job casting vision and leading and uh, working in that ministry. And uh, God has blessed her and blessed her efforts. And there's a special touch of God on her life, a special anointing to Declare His Word, and uh, you know God uses women in powerful, powerful ways in the Kingdom of God. anybody anybody real come to realize that. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was just thinking about this. If you were to go to the Book of Luke, chapter number two, you will read about the baby dedication. Perhaps. The most significant baby dedication in the history of humanity, it was the dedication of baby Jesus in the temple. And when they brought baby Jesus into that temple, there was a, a prophetess by the name of Anna who ministered in the temple. And it was Anna who spoke to the people in the temple at Jesus' baby dedication. And, uh, and what, what an honor that would have been. Amen. And uh, we have such a great, great group of anointed and talented uh, ministers in this house. And tonight I have asked Sister uh, Tabitha Holt to come and deliver the word of the Lord to this house. Did anybody come hungry and expecting something from God? Would you stand with me all across this sanctuary tonight? And I want us, uh, there is such a powerful touch of God in this place. And I can think of no greater atmosphere or environment for God's word to come to his people. And I want us to lift our hands all across this house. Because I I, I want us to pray that God would let us be prepared soil tonight. That his word would fall on good ground. That his word would find its place into our hearts and our minds. That God would help us to, to be rid of any distractions, to be rid of any inhibition so that his word could find its way. Would you would you lift your hands? And while your hands are lifted, would you lift your voice to the Lord one more time as Sister Tabitha Holt comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us tonight?
1: Would you lift it a little higher? Would you praise his name just a little louder? Would you give him glory from the depths of your heart? Would you let him know that it is you right now standing here with your voice, reaching heaven's throne. God, we need you, Jesus. We're gathered together in your name. Ready, Lord, for what it is that you would have for us. God, that I pray that you would prepare the hearts and the minds of your people. God, that you would speak, Lord, anoint these lips of clay. God, that you would let us, God, have just a free spirit tonight lord to accept you lord your word whatever it is that you have to tell us your word is already anointed jesus it's already powerful changes lives it's a light unto our feet it's a light unto our path we can't make it without your word oh god thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah ooh something about the name of jesus Woo, there's power in that name. Healing power in that name. Everything we need is in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you just got to say, Jesus, I need you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank the Lord for allowing me to be here tonight with such a precious body of saints. I love you all from the depths of my heart. Thank God for God. (laughs) Thank God that he saved me baptized me in his name, filled me with his spirit. He put his spirit inside of us. That's a big deal, his spirit inside of us. And I'm so grateful. I thank God for wonderful leadership, pastor and first lady. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. My life would not be the same without you. And I say that from the depths of my heart. Um, Let's jump right in here. We're going to go to John chapter 3, verse 16. Romans 5 and 8, it won't be before you long. I think that that's like reassuring when pastor has someone else preach. You kind of like lodge it in the back of your head. All right, it's going to be a quick night tonight. <laughs> but I want the Holy Ghost to have his way. I don't put God on time limits. Time dwells in him. <laughs> when we come here into the house of the Lord, we connect with eternity, amen. John three sixteen. and will you read with me, please? For God... So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and 8. Romans 5 and 8. But God commandeth his love toward us in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Are you glad that he died for you? Ooh, let's lift our hands one more time. Just remember back when you desperately needed him and he, 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 he answered that call. And he led you to repentance. And you went down in his name. And if you haven't gone down in his name or received his spirit, you can do that tonight. And when he washed your sins away and, and he made you a new creature and, and, and your feet hit the ground running and, and life was just brand new again. God, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Thank you for bringing me out of darkness, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. And for a moment, I would just like to title this message very simply, God Loves me. God loves me. You may take your seats. God loves me. David James Palser was born on December 29th, 1960, in San Francisco, California. He is the author of several autobiographical and self help books. His 1995 memoir of child abuse, titled A Child Called It, was listed on the New York Times bestseller list for several years. And in five years, had sold at least 1.6 million copies. Pelzer was the second of five boys. He is the son of Catherine. Rovera Pelzer and San Francisco fireman Stephen Joseph Pelzer. In his book, A Child Called It, Pelzer describes the abuse he suffered for several years of childhood, including continual mistreatment and beatings by his mother, who he said thought of it as a game. He survived what is reported to be the third worst case of child abuse in California state history. The victims of the other two cases, unrelated, are dead. His teacher stepped in on March 5th, 1973, when 12-year-old Pelzer was placed in foster care. A child called It. Is an unforgettable account of one of the most severe child abuse cases in California history. Dave Pelzer was brutally beaten and starved by his emotionally unstable alcoholic mother, who played torturous games that left him nearly dead. March fifth, nineteen seventy-three, Daly City, California. Chapter one. I'm late. I've got to finish the dishes on time. Otherwise, no breakfast. And since I didn't have dinner last night, I have to make sure I get something to eat. Mother's running around yelling at my brothers. I can hear her stomping down the hallway towards the kitchen. I dip my hands back into the scalding rinse water. (laughs) It's too late. She catches me with my hands out of the water. Smack! Mother hits me in the face and I topple to the floor. I know better than to stand there and take the hit. I learned the hard way that she takes that as an act of defiance, which means more hits. Or worst of all, no food. I regain my posture and dodge her looks as she screams into my ears. I act timid, nodding to her threats.
0: Please,
1: I say to myself, just let me eat. Hit me again, but I have to have food. Another blows, pushes my head against the tile countertop. I let the tears of mock defeat stream down my face as she storms out of the kitchen, seemingly satisfied with herself. After I count her steps, making sure she's gone, I breathe a sigh of relief. The act worked. Mother can beat me all she wants, but I haven't let her take away my will to somehow survive. I finished the dishes, then my my other chores. For my reward, I received breakfast leftovers, one of my brother's cereal bowls. Today, it's Lucky Charms. There are only a few bites of cereal left in a half of a bowl of milk. But as quickly as I can, I swallow it before mother changes her mind. She's done that before. Mother enjoys using food as her weapon. She knows better than to throw leftovers in the garbage can. She knows I'll dig it out later. Mother knows most of my tricks. Child psychologists say in most cases, children who are abused or neglected suffer great emotional than physical damage. Severely mistreated and abused children become depressed or develop suicidal, withdrawn, or violent behavior. The younger the child is, the closer the child's relationship to the abuser, the more serious the emotional damage will be. How? Could David Felzer's mother commit such heinous acts towards her own child is beyond me. Some may argue, how could a God who loves everyone allow such horrible acts to be committed to the innocent? Or go as far as to say, I don't believe that God exists. Because if he did, these types of things wouldn't happen. This is called defense mechanism. It's irrational thinking. It's used to take from oneself blame and place it on another. What we fail to understand, what Mr. Felser's mother failed to understand, Is that, behold, we are shapen in iniquity. And in sin did mothers conceive. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if we say we haven't sinned, then we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. For the fool saith in his heart that there is no God. Those who deflect, attempt to hold God accountable for disobedient, sick, sin nature of humanity. Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.21, who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. No, sir, no, ma'am, it is not God's fault. But even in that, he loved us so much that he would create a plan to redeem us back into covenant relationship with him before the foundation of the earth. He was the lamb slain for our sins. Look at your neighbor and say, for my sin, for your sin. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. God is not to blame. Humanity is to blame. God is not to blame. Humanity is to blame. We are where we are today because of the disobedient sin in this nation. However... For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's the fool that saith, there is no God. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Before we were even, we had even taken our first breath on earth, Christ died for us. Before we were even at the age to understand what sin is, Christ died for us. Before we knew that we would encounter him and need him and need our sins washed away and not know how to get out of the miry clay, Christ died for us. It's something that we should never forget, it's something that we should never mishandle. We need to understand we could still be in Egypt. For us. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And it wasn't a death. It wasn't God just saying, you know what? What can I do? And someone else says, I can do this. And someone says, well, I can do that. And God says, you know what? One up, I can do more than that. It wasn't that, it was His plan. It was the logos. It was the word of God from the beginning, from the beginning. Without the shedding of blood on Calvary, there would be no remission of sin. Jesus became the propitiation of our sins. Not for only ours, but the sins of the world. Now that is love. I said that is love. Love. We mishandle that word so much. I love your dress. I love your shoes. I love this food. But we can never understand. It's hard for us for some reason to understand. The enemy doesn't want you to understand the unconditional love that God has for you in this hour. The songwriter said, he paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I cannot pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. There's no greater love. There's no greater love. God in Christ reconciling the world back to himself. There is no greater love. In Exodus, we understand, chapter 3, that he saved Israel from Egypt The I am. And the I am is the one who saved us from our sins. He is the I am. And I am can be general. But specifically, he is Jehovah God. Jesus has become our salvation. That is relationship specific. I am your salvation everything you need is in me at my name demons have to flee at my name you shall run and not grow weary at my name you shall run and not faint somebody say his name somebody say his name please don't stop coming into the house of the lord just because somebody gossiped about you Don't give up on Jesus just because you're having a bad day or you think that he hasn't answered your prayers or because somebody violated your trust. Uh, Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, Cleave to the rock of ages. Uh, Hallelujah. Oh, Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. He shed his blood for you so that you may spend eternity with him. The message of salvation is a gentle call. It's an intimate moment where the love of God draws us unto Him. Webster defines love as strong affection for another, rising out of kinship or personal ties, attraction, affection. Valentine's Day just passed. I wasn't too happy. I saw pictures of couples smiling. Giving each other flowers and candies, ladies all over the world, arms embraced with flowers and teddy bears. I couldn't wait till the day was over. <laughs> These same couples, wringing each other's necks the night before, have the audacity to post pictures. <laughs> Love pictures. (laughs) Nothing in this world could ever, could ever amount to that agape love. It's known as charity, it suffereth long, it is kind. It envies not. It vaunts not itself. It's not popped up. It doesn't behave unseemingly. God doesn't seek His own will. From the foundation of the earth, from the creation of heaven and earth, God loved you. He had you in mind. He did it for you. I'm just playing. I love y'all. Pictures. <laughs> Keep taking them. <laughs> the serpent. Beguiled. Eve. She blamed it on him. Adam. Ate What Eve gave him. (laughs) Took part in the disobedience. He blamed it on her. Serpent had nobody to blame it on. (laughs) He was guilty. Right then and there you see. Breaking up of families. Dismantling of the family that God put together. We have to be wise in this age. He loves us with an everlasting love. He says, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. No man comes to the Father except he draws them. It's important that we continue to pray and intercede that God will draw them into his covenant relationship that they will repent of their sins, that they will be baptized in his name, that he will fill them with his spirit so that they can experience that agape love that he's always had for them since the beginning of the world. He says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. David Pelzer. Known as the child called it, had an abusive mother that drew from the bottles of alcohol, seeking relief for her emotional instabilities, and consequently taking out her frustration and issues on her baby boy, who she would who was she is supposed to love, protect, and care for. The question isn't how can God allow these things to happen to the innocent. The reality of it is, is why do we reject the love of God? The love of God. Why do we reject? And we're so quick to embrace sin. Sin cometh. The enemy cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. But God, Jesus, Jehovah... God Almighty, God of this, you all powerful. Oh my God. He says he comes that he may have life, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He is the light. He is the light. But he gives us a choice. Deuteronomy 30:19. I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed May live. God in His absolute self existent nature is love. God in His absolute self existent nature is love. Everything that you love about God, He was not formed by man's hands. That is His self existing nature aren't you glad that you serve a loving God a God that has your back a God that loves you when you're up he loves you when you're down he loves you when you can't find your way he loves you when you're confused he loves you when you're on the mountaintop he loves you when you're preaching his word to a sin sick world he loves you he loves you. This love is communicated. It's a communicable attribute. He communicates it to his love, his beloved. One of his attributes is om, ni, present everywhere, all together. At the same time, in your past reconciling, <laughs> in your present shaping you, molding you, making you, plummeting you into your future, your Jeremiah 29, 11. He knows the thoughts. He knows the plans that he has for you. He loves you. So John tells us, beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone that loveth is born of god and knoweth god but he that loveth not knoweth not god for god is love it is impossible i want you to hear me tonight it is impossible to love God and hate your brother or your sister. Oh, I feel a, I got a devil by the neck. You will not make it to heaven with aught in your heart against your brother or your sister. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. The first is the greatest. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The second likened to the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. I don't have too many amens, but that's okay. Because when you get a revelation of loving your sister and your brother... Out of that love of God that flows onto you, you will be unstoppable in the kingdom. When you come together, loving one another as Christ loved you, you will understand she's having a bad day, but I love her. She's going through something, but I love her. The enemy's trying to take her out. I love her. If you don't know God, you don't know love. If you don't love your brother or your sister, you don't love God. That's just the truth. It would be a shame to faithfully attend outreach. Faithfully give Bible studies. Faithfully present to the house of the Lord. Faithfully run the aisle. Faithfully be all in. And go to hell because you can't forgive your brother or your It would be a shame. It would be a shame. I said, it would be a shame. I want to know him. I don't want my relationship with God to be solely on works. I cannot work my way into the pearly gates. We gotta fall in love with him. Fall in love with truth. Hero oh Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, we shout on that. We worship knowing that he is one. Knowing that his divinity is not divided. That in his name there's all power. We love oneness. But we have a hard time understanding oneness amongst the body of Christ. It's difficult to understand that sometimes, but the Holy Ghost is here to help you love the unlovable. (laughs) The Holy Ghost is here to help you prefer your brother and your sister before you. Praying in the Holy Ghost, building up ourselves in our most Holy faith connects us to a holy God, and he begins to wash us and cleanse us. David said, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. David did not say, create in him a clean heart and renew in her a right spirit. Sometimes we just got to get down to the nitty-gritty, and God, fix my heart replace this stony heart and give me a heart of flesh i want to make it in i want to make it in heart conditions heart conditions 70 times 7 and one day heart Conditions, You know what I come to find out? <laughs> Habits are easy to break, hard to develop. I made a habit to deal with the heart. My heart. My heart. I made it a habit to check myself before I try to check. Anyone else? I made it a habit. <laughs> To fall on my knees and say, God, help me. God, wash me. God, change my heart. Heart issues. Heart issues. God, the discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. There's no hiding from him. There's no tricking him. There's no bamboozling him. He sees every heart in this house tonight. He knows every thought in this house tonight. And if you want God to love you, he will love you with an everlasting love. But Revelation tells us that on that judgment, there is a decision that he has to make with people who stand before him and did not take care of the heart. We must be careful not to default to our own understanding, our own way of thinking. When the fiery trials come and when the enemy throws his darts, because if we're not careful, we can get caught up in situations that can cause separation, not that God will stop loving us, but that we, in turn, will no longer love him. No longer will we begin to serve him out of charity, but it becomes duty. What was once a joy and honor to become To come to the house and and serve and worship and smile and help and assist and work now is performed begrudgingly. And soon resentment and bitterness and doubt settles in. Music, can you come? Revelations chapter 2. God speaks to the church. He says, I see all that you do. Oh, my God. You don't like those false prophets. You don't let them come in here just teaching anywhere. You stand for holiness like none other. Thank you. I see you out there working, putting in the time, putting in the effort. But nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou has left thy first Love, fix it, or remove the candlestick, let us stand, I love my children, do anything almost, for my children. I can only tell them, train them up, instruct them so far. But there comes a time when they have to make the decisions on their own for themselves. Choices that they have to make. If any of my children, for whatever reason, decide that they will commit a crime, I cannot serve the sentence for them. I cannot save them. It doesn't mean that I stop loving them. It doesn't mean that I don't stop trying to reach them. It doesn't mean that I don't intercede on their behalf. The man Christ Jesus is the mediator between man and God. But when we come to a point where we neglect and reject the word of God in our lives and we fail, To love. There is a judgment and a wage that we will have to pay. And can't nobody pay that for you? I imagine the heart, the pain that God feels when his children reject him and have to pay the Pod Piper, have to pay. The wage of sin, which is death. Let's lift our hands. I feel the Lord saying some want to cross over. But there is one thing holding them back. One thing preventing them, love your sister and your brother as yourself. He wants to do something so great in this hour. This latter rain will be (laughs) better than the former. And God is a God that completes what he starts, with or without you. But because he loves you so much, he wants to do it with you, here on earth and in eternity. But it's a heart condition that will cause you to be left behind. He says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. It's the prerequisite. A lot of times people feel like they have to get themselves right before they can... Come, but he says, humble yourselves. Don't let pride keep you from crossing over. Humble yourself and pray. Would you pray tonight? There's a voice that cries out in the silence Searching for a heart that will love him
0: Come on, lift your voice and your hands all across this building right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is talking to us in this place.